Welcome back to Good People, Cool Things. I've missed you. It's bananas to think that we're starting season seven of the show and we're going to hit 200 episodes this year. I like big round numbers. Two is, I guess, kind of a round number. The zeros are absolutely round numbers and 200 is a pretty cool accomplishment, of course. We've got to start this season in style, and that's exactly what we're doing with this first episode, which is a true underdog story, or more accurately, many underdog stories. After being cut from his seventh grade baseball team, Tyler O'Shea has always found inspiration in athletes who have succeeded against the odds. That drive led to both a collegiate career on the diamond and the founding of Joker Mag, a digital media platform dedicated to inspiring underdog stories in sports. Joker Mag and its work have been featured in places like Fox Sports, The Sporting News, and SB Nation, and perhaps most importantly, right here on Good People, Cool Things. We're chatting about how niching down has helped Tyler grow Joker Mag, why he's found tremendous value in hearing from his audience, and his favorite recent underdog stories. I'm Joey Held, this is Good People, Cool Things, and here's my conversation with Tyler O'Shea. Can you give us your name and your elevator pitch, but also the type of elevator that we're riding on? My name is Tyler O'Shea. Uh, we're riding in a high-rise elevator right now, and my elevator pitch is um, I run a media brand for underdog stories and sports. So a question I always like to ask, you made it easy to, to kick off this episode with this, a question you wish you were asked more frequently, why a media brand for underdog stories? Yeah, so the seed was actually planted when I was 13 years old. Um, I was in seventh grade. I went out for the baseball team. Um, I was a very small kid growing up. I was always smaller than everyone else in my grade. And I was taking crow hops from shortstop, like just to get the ball over. It was the first year that we needed to use the drop three bats. So it was a little bit of a heavier baseball bat. And, you know, the bat was swinging me. That's what I tell people. And, you know, the, the day is like burned into my brain still. Like it kind of like shaped my my whole life I think like this moment of the coach kind of just like shutting the door we scanned the list of names for you know who made the team and I kept scanning 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 I'm like my name's not there and it just like hit me and I was like you know I got cut from the team like this is the first adversity I really faced in my sports career and baseball was always my life um so that kind of pushed me growing up I would hear stories of like Tim Lincecum um, David Eckstein, guys that were smaller. And I kind of looked to their stories as, you know, a source of hope, inspiration. Um, so fast forward to 2017, graduated college. And I kind of wanted to, I had an inkling that I wanted to just start writing about sports because I always enjoyed writing. I felt that I was good at it. Um, wasn't good at it. And I learned that, you know, looking back now at some of my old articles, you know, I've grown a lot over time. And I think any writer can say that, but, um, long story short, I created this website. I wanted something of my own, eventually niched down and zeroed in on underdog stories because that was where kind of where my passion has always been. Um, I was just seeing it kind of burn through in, in the theme of my stories. And eventually I just settled and said, okay, we're, we're going to stop trying to do a little bit of everything. We're going to just zero in and focus on these inspiring stories to try to give hope and inspiration to people that you know might be going through similar tough times, just feeling the same way that I felt when I was in seventh grade. Do you think that since you've niched down, like that's really resonated with people and, and has just led to this kind of uptick in traffic? 
I think it has. And I think it's taken a lot longer than I expected. Um, and I think anyone will tell you that I really don't feel like we're anywhere close to where it can be. Um, I feel like it, this past year, obviously, it started to grow some legs and people are starting to kind of catch on with it. But um, yeah, I do feel that niching down and just making it very focused on a specific topic. And to be honest, I don't know why it doesn't exist elsewhere. Like this is still the the one place where all these stories are curated in one spot. Um, I haven't come across anyone else trying to do this. So I really do feel like it belongs, like it, it has a place in, in the internet and just in media in general. I think it, it deserves to, you know, have, you know, a fan base. So I'm really passionate about it. That's what keeps me going. And um, yeah, obviously this past year has been great and we've grown a lot. You touched on something is that you have to be passionate about it. Uh, mm-hmm. I know, I know people uh, who have started sites with, I mean, I know back in the, the affiliate marketing days, they'd be like, oh yeah, I have my like vacuum cleaner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, five-year-old me loved vacuuming. I was always <laughs> vacuuming around the house, but um, now I feel like that would put me to sleep pretty quickly. So glad that you're still there's actually still in i don't have you ever seen i don't want to go on a tangent but have you ever seen how no, to I love a tangent. how to with john wilson yes he actually yes. had an episode where he found like a vacuum cleaner club and the people were like super passionate about vacuuming oh, so that's funny that you brought that up i might need to i haven't seen every episode i think i i saw season one and then i kind of fell off um oh, just because i didn't realize season two had come out so i need to and now i think there's a third season right so it's great stuff gotta, it really is yeah. my, my girlfriend hates listening to his voice but, <laughs> oh man i love it it's so funny it's one of the weirdest shit like how to how to describe that show it's like <laughs> one of the most difficult things like every time i've tried to pitch it to someone i'm like you really just got to watch it. Yeah. Like it's just unlike any other form of. It's got to hit that like seen. perfect sweet spot of humor. Like if you don't get it, you don't get it. Yes. Yes. It's very, very <laughs> niche for sure. <laughs> and I'm, I'm kind of curious too, like from, and this is probably more of just the, the journalist side of me coming out is that I'm a, a big believer that you can find a story anywhere. Really? Like, I think I, I love hearing the inspirations behind things. So like, is there a particular story that you've written about where you like you were kind of surprised at how it came together? Like you discovered it maybe in kind of a, an unusual way and then it's just been a, a big hit with people. That happens all the time. Honestly, I have a spreadsheet of like 300 plus stories and people are now like newsletter subscribers will reach out and just say, oh, have you heard of this guy? Um, so recently someone reached out to me about a guy named Vernon Turner. I had never heard of him before. And turns out he has a book about his life and it's amazing. Like, just an amazing story. And I'm going to be covering it in the future. So I don't want to give too much away, but I bought his book like, and it's like something that I'd never heard of before. Um, I had a Facebook comment, someone talk about Michael Lewis. And that's a recent story we did. Michael um, Beerman Lewis, they call him in New Orleans and nobody really outside of New Orleans or like very diehard NFL fans knew about it, but it was a great story of this guy who was driving a beer truck after um, he dropped out of high school, I believe. I don't, I don't remember the exact specifics. Um, but he was driving a beer truck for years right around, like right where the New Orleans Superdome is and ended up like playing football in his spare time. And then, you know, worked his way up and got a tryout with the saints, made the team, became an all pro kick returner. So, um, yeah, there's so many unbelievable stories and I feel like they don't get enough attention in general. Uh, like ESPN growing up would always do like little, five minute segments that are like inspiring stories, but it wasn't really a focus. It was just kind of like filler content for them. 
And that is, you know, the bolt, that is what our content's about. And it's for people that love, like I, I used to love watching those little segments and I wish that it went on for longer. And that's kind of, I guess, why I'm so passionate about creating a home for them. Do you find that the stories that maybe aren't as globally known tend to do better on the site? Yeah, I would say so. I think it's a mix. It, you really never know what's going to hit and what's not. Um, there have been times where I'm like, man, this is a great story. I really enjoyed writing it and, you know, it kind of falls flat. So I think it's a matter of timing. Um, there'll be times where I'll put something out and then two months later, I'll try it again, put it out on social and it'll just kind of take off. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's all luck and, you know, you could put your best foot forward, but you never know what's truly going to pop, especially on the internet these days with people's attention spans. You never know what's going to catch their attention. Yeah, it is always just fascinating to me like what what hits and what takes off yeah, there's and, no science behind it at <laughs> least in my experience i know everyone who's like oh i i know how to make something go viral i was like do you though because yeah <laughs> i mean you might know i know pieces to it but like 100 percent accurate mm-hmm. i i don't know if anyone has that success right and if you do please uh, please call in <laughs> <laughs> So and and on that topic too again I just said there's nothing that works every time but as you've as you've been growing the site have you seen something that's worked at least pretty consistently well with your growth Yeah so I like to now start stories I've been trying it in the past few months and I, my engagement's actually increased from doing this is starting in the middle of the story so kind of hooking someone's attention um so for instance we did a story on Byron Young who's a rookie with the Rams and he was working at a dollar general dollar general store after high school and his football dream was like kind of not happening and he was just kind of working he didn't i I don't even know if he had a high school degree at the time was just kind of working like fast food stuff like that at a dollar store and then he sees this banner on the wall on the bulletin board and it's for tryouts at this local military school and it just kind of like that that moment changed everything because he decided to call the school what, like see what the requirements were and went out for the tryout the next day, drove like three hours there. And that changed the whole outlook of his life, made the team. Now he's in the NFL. So um, just kind of starting in the heart of like that life-changing moment I found are like the biggest piece of adversity that they face. And then just kind of like teasing the story and then going, you know, typical linear route of like, this is where they started. This is where they finished. Um, I found that that really hooks people's attention and gets them to continue reading. Yeah, I actually tried something um, similar with this podcast too last year uh, of having an intro that was kind of like, yeah, like drawing people in about the story instead of just the general like, this is what you're listening to. Exactly. I found a similar thing. I think, yeah, you you kind of touched on it before of those short attention spans that people have sometimes. And you sometimes you only have a sentence or two to kind of get them hooked with everything. And then if you can do that with that that feeling like that, then then they're along for the ride, which is... Always, always a good thing. And conversely, has there been something that you're like, oh, I was super excited about this and it it just kind of fell flat? Yeah. So several basketball related stories. I hate to say it, like I'm not an expert. And I remember when you wrote a couple for us, um, like having an expert's view of like basketball is so much different than like me who doesn't really watch a lot of NBA, try to write a story because some of the wording and stuff doesn't really pan out. Um, so there have been times where, where I'll try to cover a basketball player's story and I really don't know as much like how to speak to the lingo of the game. And it's something that I was never strong at. So I kind of just focus on like what I know I'm good at, which is like baseball, 
football. Um, I never played football growing up, but I have a decent enough understanding to write about it. Um, baseball is obviously in my wheelhouse, but I try to keep it seasonal. Um, so I write a lot of football stuff in the fall, winter time, and then switch over to like baseball stuff um, to kind of cover that spring and summer. So that's what works for me. Do you have plans to to get into other sports too? That's a great question. Today is a great day to ask that because I just published a story about um, <laughs> just kind of like a fact-based piece of um, I've been doing like height. Like I'm just really curious about like how tall the average player is at each position, just like a weird thing I have. And it does well for SEO. So I like to hit that hard. So I just did one about Premier League players, um, did a breakdown of each position. I'm not super familiar again with like international soccer and English, you know, soccer leagues and stuff. But um, it was really interesting to see like the data behind certain positions. And it, it kind of makes sense in your head, like why a goalkeeper would be, you know, taller than everyone else on the field, because they have to cover this huge net and, you know, diving to tip a ball out of the way, like that could be the difference of like an inch in your wingspan versus like a midfielder or someone that's scoring goals, like a forward um, it, size doesn't matter as much. So um, but I always try to tie it back to, you know, any type of story will work as long as the person that's reading it is moved in a certain way, or even if it like moves one person to make a change in their life, or they read some little tidbit that kind of sticks with them. That's, that's my aim of everything that we publish. I like that. Yeah, I, I have always been curious about the different like heights and weights and stuff. I know whenever I'd create a player and any yeah. video game it's like five two and 350 pounds exactly I just thought, I was like, i'd love to see someone like that in in the nba or nfl or anything like that and i almost went i i, I was in europe i for the christmas markets and i was oh, curious nice. london was one of the stops and i was like oh are there any like you know football or soccer matches for the americans but football yeah. for their matches um to go you know to go check out and there was one it was like the fifth highest league or something so like even lower than Wrexham uh from welcome to Wrexham fame uh and I was like I was so tempted but it was probably probably would have been about an hour and a half uh trek out there in like 30 degree weather um so instead I just went to the winter wonderland which is basically like a big carnival I went drank some hot chocolate and I was like next time next time I'm out here I will make it to a match because I bet that environment is just oh yeah insane. Insane. especially for Americans that don't see it often. Like you, you can go to an NFL game, but I'm sure there's nothing like being at a high level soccer match, football, whatever you want to call it out yeah. there. But <laughs> um, I mean, according to the numbers, like premier league is like the highest, most watched like league in the entire world. So, um, you know, as Americans, we kind of live in our bubble, but outside of that, there's so much more out there. And, you know, in terms of stories, I feel like we're just scratching the surface, like, on what's out there uh, just by being focused on American stories, but I would love to expand like you, like you mentioned earlier. We've had a ton of musicians here on good people, cool things. And if you liked those episodes, then I think you'd also like one hit. No wonder. Have you ever thought what vanilla ice's next most popular song was after ice ice baby or why exactly that guy was too sexy for his shirt. Was it pronounced whoop? There it is or whoop. There it is. Personally, I like the t-shirt that says Scoop, there it is, and then Geico made a commercial that copied it. Good times. Find out the answers to all these questions, maybe not the Geico one, but all the music ones, and more, each week on One Hit, No Wonder. Matt and Nolan take on One Hit Wonders, then dig a little deeper into the folks who wrote these songs to decide if the artist was truly deserving of the coveted title 
one-hit wonder. And who knows, their close personal friend Scott Stapp of Creed might even drop by. That's one hit, no wonder. Find the show wherever you're listening to this podcast, and wouldn't you know it, it's time to get back to it. You also mentioned how the height stories are good for SEO uh, purposes. And I, I, again, just from what you've shared uh, and in social and sometimes on the newsletter too, I think um, you've kind of gone into your, your deep dive into SEO and that that's something that you've been researching and looking into and learning more about. I guess this is kind of a two-part question. One, what's I would say the most important thing that you've learned about SEO and have all these constant Google updates been a source of frustration or is it like, Oh, this is something new I can learn about. Yeah. So that's a great, that's a great question. Um, So to kind of take it back to the beginning, when I first started this website, I had Google analytics set up and literally it would be like every day, it would be me looking at the website and then maybe like my grandfather, he would always comment and stuff. But I really didn't have any traffic and I didn't know like how to go about getting traffic. And then one day I had someone, it was a friend of a friend who wrote an article for me about the office. And this was back when I wanted to be like Bill Simmons website, the ringer. I was trying to do a little bit of everything. And all of a sudden I start seeing like organic pop up in Google analytics. And I was like, what is that? So I got curious, went down the rabbit hole, learned all about SEO, took a bunch of free courses, watched a bunch of videos, um, ended up like becoming a career path for me. Like now I'm an SEO specialist in my day job. Um, and I kind of apply those learnings to Joker Mag and then p- apply Joker Mag stuff that I test out there to things I'm doing for clients or websites that I work on in my, in my day job. So, um, but regarding like SEO in general, like I think people overcomplicate it. And I think you have to remember at the end of the day, you're not trying to appease a machine, which a lot of people get caught up in like what's good for the algorithm. You need to think about the person on the other side of the screen. And my understanding of SEO has gone from like very complex to very, very simple. Like right now, I'm just, I'm trying to appease the person on the other side of the screen, match the intent of what they're searching for. And it doesn't have to be a specific phrase. It could be a topic in general. People word things differently. Um, So kind of less focusing on like individual keywords and more of like, okay, we're writing about the average height of Premier League players. If someone's searching that in Google, what do they want? What do they want to see? Oh, maybe a breakdown by position. Like, this is the data. This is the tallest player. This is the height difference between this player and this player at this position. And, you know, all these different things that you can go into, like just thinking about what that person wants should be number one, rather than like, what does Google want? Or what does this keyword tool tell me? Um, But I can go on all day about that. Um, I think Google updates in general, people are scared of them, but Google is trying to serve again, the user. Uh, They want to give users the best result for what they're looking for. So as long as you're thinking about the user first, and I know it's kind of cliche advice. If you're thinking about the user first, Google is going to surface you in the search results. If your content or whatever you're putting out is matching what that person is looking for. Yeah, I I know this most recent update, um, or maybe maybe it's two updates ago now, but I I know it's like, actually, while we're recording, two more updates (laughs) I've just come out. Um, but I I think I I feel like I have noticed like a little bit less frustration on my end. Um because yeah. there was a stretch there where you'd type in and yeah, because of like all this keyword stuffing and things like that, it was mm-hmm. just it was completely unhelpful to I'm like, Agreed. you did a good job of of fooling the algorithm, but like as a user, I hated it because I'd have to exit back out, you know, go to all these other different 
sites to try and figure out the answer to what I was trying to find out. And I've I've noticed a little bit of a change. I there's still obviously you know it's not 100 percent successful, mm-hmm. but I do feel like I'm exiting out of things um, less. And I think you can you can tell with those sites of like, hey, they're actually trying to help me <laughs> like they're trying yeah. to, to give me what i'm looking for which i uh, is is a weird to say that that's a refreshing change but i think that's that's where the internet had gone and i'm excited to see it going back towards the other way a little bit no i agree i think like seo for so many years has been like how do i appease google now like pe- we're seeing people change their behavior of like how they search for things so like i'll be with like a girl my girlfriend or some friends they'll be searching on their phone like i'll say oh look that up whatever they pull out like TikTok or a different app and I'm like, okay, like Pinterest. And it's like, okay, like my first instinct is always to go to Google, but people now are searching on so many different platforms. So I think SEO will always exist because people are always going to search for things, but it's a matter of like where they're searching and how you can be there to kind of fit that intent. So are you uh, going all in on uh, a particular platform this year or just trying to be a little bit of everywhere that leads exactly to my challenge because everyone's telling me to get on tiktok um, and i've done some experiments there and you know a couple hundred views like think one had like a thousand um but it's it's a matter of like i'm one person i have a couple people that help me with like publishing content freelance contributors here and there um but my strength personally is written content and i can edit content and written content like that's where we're good at but for me, like the translation to video isn't as, as simple. Um, and that kind of splits my focus. So I just want to keep it like newsletter, website right now, and then for, then branch out from there in the future. I mean, my vision for this is to be a full-blown media brand and, you know, documentaries, a whole YouTube channel with like mini um, stories on players and stuff like that. Like I would love to branch out, but for right now, we have to grow the base that we do have established. Yeah, people are always telling me to get on TikTok too. And I'm just, mm. I think of what people send me on TikTok and I was just like, do you not know me? Like, <laughs> it's a, I know there like good content exists on TikTok, but I feel like a lot of what I'm like is shared with me. I'm just like, mm, I can, I can do without this. And I just hear from so many people. Like I don't even have a TikTok at all, like yeah. account at all. Cause I'm just, I've heard from people too. They're like, yeah, I just spent so many hours scrolling on it. And yeah, there's too many other things to do where I'm just like, let's focus on these other things. Maybe, yeah, maybe two years from now, I'll I'll get on there right when it's about to die and there's another platform (laughs) to to come from the ashes. But uh, I wanted to touch on the newsletter too, because I think uh, your your newsletter is like one I get excited to see in my inbox, which is not always the case. There's been some where I've signed up. I'm real excited at the beginning and then it kind of peters off after the first few, but every time. I get one of yours. I'm just like, okay, I learned something new. I usually get the trivia wrong. Throw in there. So it's a good reminder to humble myself that I don't know all these sports facts. And I, I think that's something, I mean, you just mentioned it in your last answer. So I think it's something that's a, a big focus area for you. But like, what have you, like, what does a typical newsletter, uh, I guess, content creation process look like for you? Yeah. So I, first of all, I really appreciate that. I'm very glad to hear that you look forward to it. Um, I love hearing from like just people about like how they, you know, take in the newsletter. The trivia has been a big hit. I'm real, feel very fortunate that people are participating in that and finding it fun. 
Um, is that, I, what's the what's the average success rate? I need to feel good about myself. It's oh. it's been low lately. Like okay. this last okay. week was pretty bad. Like uh, I think I I tricked people too much with the the potential answers that I put in. So I might need to ease it up ease it up a little bit. But um, yeah, I enjoy putting that together. But the content creation process in general, um, being that now it's a weekly cadence every Sunday, I have the entire week to find okay, what's my story going to be for this week. And it kind of allows me to be a little intentional of like the planning. So this past week was Joe Flacco was like the main featured story because obviously, you know, how they ended the season was amazing. And, you know, the Browns are going to the playoffs and it's awesome. Um, But then also there'll be weeks where like we've had a story planned for a month and that'll go out that week. Um, But just uh, I'm trying to keep it manageable, but also like something that people look forward to every Sunday morning in their inbox. So um, you know, the format is typically that trivia question at the top that you love so much. Um, then the featured story, which will be all the content in the email itself. So people don't have to click through to the website to get that. And then I'll add additional links to other stories, maybe stuff we've covered in the past, stuff from other sources, any interesting things going on, um, in the world of sports or just even inspiring, um, stories that just maybe aren't sports related. I just want to put all that stuff in there. So there's something for everyone because we have people that, might not even be sports fans that just like love to read inspiring, positive messages. So um, I try to keep a little bit of, of everything in there. And I think too, on top of the trivia, I think you're also very good at, at asking for feedback, which I think I'm, I'm still always shocked that like a lot of people don't seem to realize you can respond to newsletters. I, agree. I, I was just like, <laughs> oh, I felt like that goes to an empty just, you know, un, unmonitored or I'll get the mailer demon saying mm-hmm. and can't deliver that. And I was like, no, no, no. People like hearing from you. So I, I always I always like to see like encouraging engagement like that. And I think you do a good job of that. I appreciate that because I, I was so hesitant in the beginning. Like I wanted to come off like I'm bigger than I am. Like in the very beginning, I was like, OK, I have to say we, 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 we like it's us. Like we're a brand. And it's like people have responded way better when I just am totally transparent. Like, hey, I'm pretty much a one-man operation. Um, this is a passion project for me. Here's how it's going. Here are things that I've done that might not have worked out. And here are things that are working well for me. Here's how we've grown. Um, if you have any feedback, like any stories you would like to see or anything you would like me to do more of, um, I just I love hearing from people and it has helped me shape it into a better product overall. So um, definitely going to be continuing to lean into that feedback. You're going to be the first episode of the new season so you're really starting us off on a a good foot and since we're still beginning ish of the year give me one wacky prediction for 2024 either in media or sports you can choose wacky prediction i'm gonna say i mean by the time this comes out is the super bowl gonna be be played already it'll be the week before the super bowl so we'll know who's in it i'm gonna say browns to the super bowl led by joe flacco that's my bold prediction for sports um, it could just cause it's something I would love to see. And I think it's, it's an amazing story. And I saw a YouTube video, um, someone saying like every 39 year old man right now is sitting on their couch, like imagining themselves being Joe Flacco, like just throwing that football, like on a Sunday afternoon, like with their family. And that's what he was doing. And it's like, it's just amazing to see. And I think it's a great story in sports right now. And every, I. Uh... I don't know how old Drew Brees is, but I just saw how he's like, I can't even throw a football with my bright <laughs> argument anymore. Every 45-year-old man is like, oh, man, man. <laughs> that was the window, 39 to 45. <laughs> All right, Tyler, almost off the hook here. 
but we always like to wrap up with a top three. And we've we've kind of been dabbling on some stories throughout this, but what are your top three underdog stories that you've heard recently? So I'll go with three recent ones that are still kind of fresh in my mind. The first is Bryce Harper. Um, not everyone considers him an underdog, but the story that we covered of him in JUCO, um, he had a lot of struggles. This one year of his life was pretty much like a super high risk, high reward payoff of like, graduating school early, going into junior college, and then realizing he might not be cut out for this. Um, just amazing to see, like, even like the superstars do struggle from time to time. And there are, there's always adversity to overcome if you want to get to a successful place. Um, the next one I would say is Byron Young. I mentioned him. He was working 18 months, fast food, Dollar General, and now he's in the NFL, one of the, one of the better rookie defenders um, in the entire NFC this year. Um, and the last one I'll say is David Onyemata is one that we covered recently who is kind of like a dumb luck story. Like he went to a school in um, Manitoba, I believe it was, in Canada, and not a lot of guys from there ever even get looks for the NFL. But he was just such a big guy and kind of like stumbled into the coach's office one day and said, hey, I would like to play football. Had never seen a game of football, had never played football in his entire life. He was like 18 or 19 years old when he first put a helmet on and a few years later he was drafted, I believe in the third round of the NFL draft. So, um, so many different paths people can take to become success, success stories, but, um, you know, underdogs come in all shapes and sizes. And that's something that I've learned, um, by covering all these stories. Fantastic. And if people want to hear about these stories and learn more about these wonderful, inspiring folks, where can they find you? jokermag.com it's j-o-k-e-r-m-a-g.com or just search the underdog newsletter on google we should come up hopefully first if my seo is on point still (laughs) (laughs) who are you competing with is there is there another underdog uh, newsletter that might pop up there's a gaming one i believe but that is like way further down i think i'm i'm in like a lot of like the listings for like different directories so you should be guided to the right place if you search that on google Love it. Love it. Well, Tyler, this was so much fun. Thank you for taking the time to chat. Thank you, Joe. I really appreciate it. And of course, we got to end with a corny joke, <laughs> as we always do. I even made it baseball themed for you. This is probably the, the largest mouthful. So bear with me here. What takes longer running from first base to second base or running from second base to third base? I don't know. Second base to third base, because there's a short stop in the middle. <laughs> Get after it today, people. <laughs> Love it. Good People, Cool Things is produced in Austin, Texas. If you were a fan of this episode, go ahead and hit that follow button. That helps more people hear the show. You can send me a message, joey at goodpeoplecoolthings.com. Thank you to all of the guests who have been on Good People, Cool Things. You can check out all the old episodes via goodpeoplecoolthings.com. As always, thank you for listening and have a wonderful day. Ooh.